Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Wednesday, October 2nd. We finally entered spooky season. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by John DeShazer, who's in his Anchors Away Blue. I guess he's feeling kind of blue today. Uh, we have a packed show for everyone today. We have a special announcement from the New Orleans Saints. We also have our Saints sit-down segments with Patrick Omame, Taylor Stallworth, Teron Armstead, and Mario Edwards. We'll also uh, break down a little bit about the Saints versus Bucks game coming up this week. J.D.? How you doing, Mr. Blue? I'm blue all the time. My fraternity thing. So. Oh, know. yeah. I forgot about that. So, yeah. If you've ever seen JD, you if he's not in Saints gear, he is in his fraternity gear. Like, yeah. not 10 times out of 10. I've never seen you in anything not Saints gear or not fraternity gear. Um, that would be a fallacy, a falsehood, a lie. Because <laughs> you've seen me in other things. As you okay, see Pelicans me. gear. Is, is this Pelican's gear? Yeah, but you're in blue, and you just said you're repping your fraternity. Okay, well, you saw me in some gray at a two at a um, LSU game. So, nice, anyway, whatever. we're not gonna go. We're not gonna do this back and forth because I'm right. Fine, and that's I guess how it you're goes. Right. Guess, <laughs> and that's how it goes. Right. You're like the wife in this relationship. You know, I'm the wife because I don't want to listen to your opinions, but you're the wife because you're always right. So, yeah, well, I guess that's you know, just how we're gonna start it, the show it. today. All right, J.D. Well, uh, we talked about the Saints announcement that's going to be coming. Uh, I think it should be coming here soon. We're recording this around 3 o'clock, so it should be out by the time we release the show. Uh, but Will Smith being inducted into the Ring of Honor in the, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, you were around Will uh, when he was here. I, of course, you've covered the team for a very long time. You covered him when he was playing, uh, unfortunately, when he died. Uh, but tell us your thoughts on Will and why he is so deserving of this uh, honor. Well, I mean, if you harken back to the Super Bowl team, obviously Will was one of the anchors on that team, uh, team captain, uh, a fantastic player, a, a quiet guy somewhat, but one of the types who, when he said something, that made it carry that much more weight because he wasn't always uh, blustering around. If Will Smith called you aside and said something, it was he meant it, mm -hmm. and it was something serious and significant. And, um, you know, obviously a, a great – a great honor to be going into the Saints ring of honor. Um, you know, again, I mentioned fantastic player, but obviously a somber occasion because it, it makes you reflect on the guy who, who isn't here anymore. And, and certainly um, when you reflect on the situation, you know, I don't know of many, many killings that make any sense. And that was among one of the most senseless acts uh, that I can think of uh, at any time. And, and, and really, you know, when you're, talking about you know what it does to a man's family and what it does to his community and what it does to the organization uh, just a sad situation but this is a show of how much will did mean to this team uh, how much he did mean to the community uh, what kind of a person he was uh, not just a football player because yeah you, you got to be a pretty good football player you got to be a pretty significant contributor mm -hmm. to go up on that wall but you know he was so much more than that and I think this gives you a chance a, a chance to see that you know he was you know, you always – I just remember always thinking, you know, Will Smith, well, one, first, you know, you thought of the rapper. Uh, and then, two, you said, you know, this just a plain name. <laughs> you know, kind of guys – you know, I, I don't know why I thought just just a plain name, but, man, he was he was such a good football player, a guy who could play every down. You didn't have to worry about him against the run or the pass. He was equally uh, successful against both. Uh, he didn't rack up a huge number of sacks in seasons – but over his career, uh, one of the top sack guys in Saints franchise history. And like I said, you know, there aren't a lot of bad things to say about Willie. He had a distinguished career. Uh, he was a really, 
really good man, I think. And that's, and that's the best thing you can say about any guy. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen his light kind of carry on. You talk about him as a man. Uh, I remember the Hall of Fame speech from the Saints Hall of Fame speech from Pierre Thomas just continuing to talk about Will Smith and his legacy. Can you just talk a little bit about his leadership and, and what he meant to the guys, especially on the, that 09 Super Bowl winning team? Well, I think, you know, going forward, you know, he was with the organization after that. He was a big brother to, mm. to a lot of those guys. He was, you know, maybe a father figure to some of those guys because, you know, you get younger players in and they, they're not exactly sure how to conduct themselves as professionals. Uh, but Will Smith was one of those guys who could tell them and teach them. Um, when those guys came in, you know, you mentioned Pierre Thomas. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Cam Jordan. Uh, guys like that who were around when Will played on this team and, and was with this franchise, I think he gave them a lot of guidance in how to conduct themselves. You know, you hear the Saints now talking about, you know, the Saints way or, or the way the Saint, you know, what you look for in a Saints player. Right. You know, there's a model that you go by. I think Will Smith, you know, I, and I think, you know, you hear Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland always talk about, you know, they want tough, smart guys and, and that kind of thing. Will Smith embodied all of that. You know, he was a tough dude. He was very smart. Uh, he had a motor that went all day long. Uh, he was a guy who was dependable. Uh, he was all of those things that you'd like for a football player and a person to be. And so when you hear Pierre Thomas and those guys speak glowingly about it and get emotional about it, you know, that tells you how much he meant to them. Well, of course, we're all excited to see uh, his name go up in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I believe that is happening uh, this weekend in the, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, of course, that'll be a special special moment for everyone inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and, of course, anyone who uh, had the pleasure of knowing Will Smith. Uh, J.D., on to this week and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the, on a, the Bucks are coming off of a kind of remarkable win against the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, we, we watched that game in the press box uh, leading up to our Sunday night football game and – I don't want to say we were shocked, but it was. I was shocked. It was surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. <laughs> I was shocked. It was a surprise. What did you? Were you able to watch that game or see any of the analysis on what the Bucks did so well in order to beat the Rams, or did the Rams just simply have a bad no, game? No, I, I didn't see a whole lot of. Well, one, I, you know, when you, say, when you say teams have a bad game, I don't necessarily know that you're getting given enough credit to the opposition hmm. because Jameis Winston threw for I think 400 plus yards and, and you know four touchdowns and completed probably about 70, 75% of his passes against the Rams. Uh, that's a professional team over there, and they're capable of winning, as most teams are on any given Sunday, quote-unquote. Uh, they were really, really good. But to drop a 50-piece on on, <laughs> on on the Rams, with and the Rams have a really good defense, uh, to, to drop a 50 on them, I, I was not expecting that. How do you spell that? that. F-I-D-D-Y. All right. Thank you. Just or F-I-D-D-I, you if, you, you know, if you prefer. But to drop that on them <laughs> on the road, not a home game where you get the momentum and the crowd gets into it and you, you create, you know, six turnovers and you get a punt return, that kind of thing. Dropped it on them on the road. That was fairly remarkable uh, for a Tampa team that had not played particularly well up until that point. I mean, I think they won, you know, they won a game, but they didn't look great uh, going into that game. And, and to do that. Uh, to the Rams really speaks volumes to what can happen, you know, in a four in a four quarter span. Uh, if you get a team that gets hot, that team gets confident. Uh, you get them on, and I don't care if they're on, at home or on the road. You give them a lead and something to work with, and all of a sudden they get to get to feeling like everything is working. 
Uh, Tampa Bay couldn't be stopped. Uh, the Rams couldn't do And we saw Tampa do that against the Saints here in the season opener last year mm-hmm. when they won that game 48-40. to It's magic. Um, and that was, that was one of those where they jumped on the Saints early. Uh, they got the momentum. The Saints made a furious comeback, like the Rams did, and didn't have enough at the end. Uh, you give a team like that some confidence. They've got a quarterback who can get hot on you, Jameis Winston. They've got – you know, we've seen – I guess this must be about four out of five weeks where we've seen a guy who might be able to lay claim to being the best receiver in the league, and that's Mike Evans coming in. And Mike Evans is – a menace to a secondary. Uh, they've got a really good tight end. Uh, they've got a competent running game, and they've got all the things that you need to be able to drop 50 on somebody. Did I? But no way. I mean, this even in today's NFL, where scoring is probably easier than it's been since since the AFL days, maybe. Um, that's predating you, Caroline, AFL. Thanks, so thanks. I, I, I got have, it. I ain't going to tell Move you what on. that means. But anyway, <laughs> even in today's NFL, to drop 50 on somebody is hard. That's that's Fitty. really difficult to do. And so to do it on the road, I, that was remarkable. One of the It'll go down as one of the best performances, single-game performances of this season. I think, heck, it probably tops the list. I mean, you can't compare the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It wouldn't be fair to do that. But you have to give the Bucks credit, and they're going to probably have a little bit of confidence coming into this game. I mean, they just won on the yeah. road. They're on the road again, and they're going to go against the Saints. But the Dome is a different animal. Look, if you can drop 50 at Pan Am or <laughs> Haas Memphis or, or wherever, wherever you can drop 50, that's impressive. Right. Uh, and they dropped, again, they dropped 48 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome last year. Yeah. So they have the capabilities, swapped out quarterbacks since then, but they have that capability. Now, do I expect them to score 48 this year? No, because the Saints defensively are in a better position than they were at the beginning of last year. Uh, they'll be coming off their best game, and as high as they might have been after that game and as good as they might have felt about themselves, when you look at that Tampa film, you realize – Last week was last week. This week is this week. That's a totally different team, and that team can drop points on you just as easily as Dallas can. So I don't think, you know, I would. I ain't going to say I bet my house because I just got it. (laughs) But I bet a lot of stuff (laughs) that they're not going to get another. I'll bet mine. I'll bet. They're not going to get another 40. I'll bet my old expedition (laughs) that they won't get. 48 in the Superdome Sunday. That's a good analysis, J.D. Last week's last week, this week's this week. Um, Does it give you a little bit more confidence seeing how Marshawn Lattimore played against Amari Cooper last week, man-to-man, and going this week against Mike Evans? Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and Coach Payton said it, and Marshawn says it, and and his secondary teammates say it, and and I think it's true. I don't think he played bad the first three games. Uh, When a guy plays his position – and you can play extremely well, but if a guy makes – if the opponent makes two, three catches on you, all of a sudden it looks like you're having a bad game. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those might be in zone coverage. Some of those might be where the guy just flat out beat you. But he might only flat out beat you a couple of times, and some of that might be in zone and, you know, and other coverages. And you might have you – know, you might have a situation where a guy can have fantastic coverage for three and a half seconds, 
and a Russell Wilson scrambles around and buys an extra two seconds. Well, you can only, only cover so long. Well, Marshawn said it in preseason this year. You know, he wanted to be better yeah. this year. He wanted to kind of go back to his rookie season ways of being that lockdown defender. And so when a guy sets a precedent for himself like that, you expect him to live up to that precedent. It's not yeah. the same old brick by brick, day by day, yeah. see what I can do. It was, I'm going to be better this year. So everyone expected that out of him. Well, I thought his, I thought his film study showed up well because you saw him – uh, break on a couple of balls where you know he had some really good anticipation and gets got some pass breakups out of it. And I, I just thought he played extremely well. I thought he covered Amari Cooper about as well as anybody's covered Amari Cooper since he got traded to Dallas, and that's been a while ago. I, I thought he played really, really well. Well, Saints O-line, uh, another area of focus for the Saints this week. They had a long game last week. 36 minutes uh, in time of possession. Not a lot of options to get a break. We talked about it on the Monday show. You know, on the defensive line, you guys have coming uh, guys coming in and out. Not necessarily the case for the offensive line. Now they're going up against the Bucks defense, who has Indomitian Sue, right? And yeah. and they were great in the game on Sunday. Are do you think the Saints' offensive line is prepared to take on this oh, Bucks yeah. defense? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, an offensive line, 36 minutes is what you is what you dream of uh, 36 minutes of possession in a, in a 60 minute game, because that means you're, you know, you're not just possessing the ball. You are somewhat to a large degree imposing your will on the opposing defense and the opposing defense has to be out there for all those plays, you know, that you're out there for those 36 minutes. Uh, it didn't show on the scoreboard in terms of points, but it showed in the time of possession. It didn't show up in the yards necessarily, but, Obviously, when you got the ball that long, that means you're getting some clutch third downs. That means you're converting and you're keeping possession of the ball. And that's a huge thing in a game like that because they needed to reduce Dallas's opportunities. They weren't scoring a whole lot. The Saints weren't. So, you know, the best, you know, sometimes the best defense is offense, keeping the ball away from them mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, going three and out and kicking it back to them. I thought they had a really good, you know, offense from that standpoint. They didn't do it 0 for 4 in the red zone, I believe. Uh, that's something that's got to be cleaned up. And we've seen the penalties again kind of pop up. But, mm -hmm. you know, areas that, that the Saints have not had difficulty with, you know, over the past few years. So we're going to trust that they'll be able to clean those up because historically they've been able to clean those up. So they'll, they'll score better. Uh, the holding penalties will go down and hopefully everything will be fine. The Saints uh, are going up against, obviously, a, like we talked about, a good Bucks defense, but their rushing defense right now is ranked number one in the NFL. Uh, obviously, we have Alan Kamara, Latavius Murray, so our rushing uh, offense has been – I don't want to – I don't think you can say where the Saints want it to be because, obviously, you're without your uh, number one quarterback, Drew Brees, and Alvin Kamara has been receiving more than he has necessarily been rushing. But do you think the Saints are ready to combat the, the number one rushing defense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean – the the running off the the run offense has been good. It's mm -hmm. been it's been fair. I think uh, they had the one big game in the season opener against Houston, uh, but for the most part, I think they've been solid. And again, with the Saints, the swing passes, the screen passes, those are run plays. I know they go down as pass plays in the books. Those yards go to Teddy Bridgewater, but those are run plays. They're like long handoffs, and you get it to the guy in space, and you let him do his work there. So. To me, every Alvin Kamara or Latavius Murray screen pass is the equivalent of a run and play. Because if you can get seven, eight yards out of that, that's as good as you would want on a run play between the tackles unless you happen to get, you know, get fortunate and pop it. So I always feel like, 
you know, the run game is supplemented with the short passing game. If you can shut down Alvin Kamara in the pass game, you know, then you really got something. And let's not forget, he can get, you know, it doesn't have to be 170 rushing yards. It might be 102. But if it's 102 on 33 carries, that means they're getting the attempts, which means they're possessing the football and they're running the clock. Because the only way you're going to run it 33 times is if you're possessing the ball and running the clock and probably getting just enough out of it to keep the defense honest. So, you know, sometimes you got to play those gritty, grimy games in the run game, and, and the Saints have been able to get away with it so far. All right, we'll have more uh, in-depth analysis on Friday. We'll have a few guests on the show uh, to come and talk about the Bucks. But on the Saints side, J.D., our SeatGeek question, on a week-to-week basis, uh, what have the Saints improved on uh, that you like the most since the start of the season? I think, uh, well, defensively, the point totals have gone down. Uh, and, and more than that, I thought, I thought, well, you know, it's easy to say that it was the best game of the secondary but the Dallas game was the best they played in the secondary I thought they played fairly well for three quarters uh, defensively and in the secondary against Seattle but Dallas they put it together for four quarters and really got the whole thing cooking um, defensively a lot of times you look at coverage and you say okay that's the entire that's the secondary that's the pass defense but a lot goes along with that you you got to have some pass rush they only got Dak Prescott on the ground sacked once but they hit him, I think, about seven times. They continue to make him move around a little bit. And if you can get a guy off his marks, uh, you can hopefully get him to be a little bit more inaccurate than he has been. And I thought they were they were really good at that against Dallas. All right, that'll do it for JD's analysis for this podcast. Uh, again, we'll speak to Daryl Johnston, color analyst for Fox, who will be covering the game on Sunday. We'll talk to him on Friday. Uh, again, that was our SeatGeek question. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score, te- <laughs> JD's just giving me the deaths there. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get twenty dollars off their first 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 purchase. Twenty dollars off, JD. Now that's that's the desk there. That first. off, J.D., their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. That is code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek, let's go. Again, just a reminder on these Saints sit-downs, it is more of a relaxed setting. It is in the locker room. So if you hear background noise or anything going on, that's what that is. We're trying to take you inside the locker room to ask these more laid-back questions so you can get to know those Saints players more. All right, here's our interview with Teron Armstead, Patrick Omame, who speaks on behalf of Larry Warford. And we also have Taylor Stallworth and Mario Edwards. All right, so favorite Instagram account to follow, HaHa Davis, Spice Adams, favorite Instagram account. Desi, what is his what is his name on there? Uh, Desi, I'm pretty sure everybody, well, most guys know who I'm talking about. Most people. It's just Desi. You don't even know his Instagram handle, and it's your favorite one. I mean, I, I type if I type in D E S I, it's gonna pop up. Okay, what kind of what kind of channel is it? He's a he's a comedian. He do a lot of different skits, uh, a lot of relatable skits. You know, some stuff back you'll see in the hood, or he got some. Uh, I don't know. He, he just do a lot of current events too, he, but he's he's hilarious. All right. So you're offensive lineman. So this probably pertains to you more than most people. Wings, pizza, burgers, tacos. You got to give up one. 
What would it be? Yeah. Wings, pizza, tacos, burger. Wings, pizza, burger. Uh, that's tough. Right, pizza and wings are lock. So, probably burgers. Burgers? Yeah. Uh, most embarrassing song that gets you hype. Is there any like embarrassing song that you kind of don't want the boys to, l- to know that you listen to for pregame? Nah, I'm, I'm not ashamed of any any <laughs> song. I don't, I don't really matter. How'd you get Eye Down by JT Gray? I'm not worried about what JT talking about. <laughs> but no, I, I sing any song. It's, it don't it don't matter. I got I got twins, twin girls. So whatever song they sing, and I'm singing with them. What's your favorite song to jam out to in the car with them? With them. Uh, we like to play the Sing soundtrack, the movie Sing. Play that soundtrack. Turned up. Frozen, Coco. Frozen was some years ago. We we all Frozen. Are you going to go see Frozen 2 with them? For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, favorite Disney movie, just by yourself. It doesn't have to be with your, your daughter, or son, daughters or son or anything. Favorite Disney movie on your own? Lion King. Lion King. The Lion, yeah. The new one or the old one? Um, I've only seen the new one once. I like, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed the the new one. So probably the new one. All right, on this edition of Saints Sit Downs, we have Patrick Omame answering questions as Larry Warford would answer because Patrick has said that he doesn't know the answer to any of these questions, so he's going to try to answer as Larry. All right, first question up. Remember, you're answering as Larry Warford. Favorite Instagram account to follow? Uh, That would be Taylor Boggs. Taylor Box Instagram account. And what does that Instagram account entail? Taylor Box is a a friend of mine, me, Larry Warford. Um, he's it's just it's just a, a funny guy, you know, and he's he's got just opinions that sometimes it just you know they make me laugh. All right, so more of a comedy route. All right, Larry here. Wings, pizza, burgers, and tacos. If you had to give up one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Wings, burgers, pizza, tacos. He's giving. He's giving Patrick the the death stare right now. Uh, tacos maybe. Why why tacos? Well, you know, just it's just hard to turn down a good wing. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And then if it's a nice cheat day, you know, some pizza sometimes just hits the spot. And then you know, a good burger. It's just you know you can go bunless. You know if you need to. It's just a lot of different alternatives. But uh, you know, tacos. I mean, love tacos too. But you know. Somebody got to go, so. All right, favorite Disney movie? Favorite Disney movie? The Lion King, the original Lion King. I mean, <laughs> no, you know, shade against the new one, but, uh, you know, it's hard to beat the nostalgia, you feel me? All right, so far, so far, you're three for three. You've gotten all the questions right. Last question, and it's probably the most subjective, most embarrassing song that gets Larry Warford hype before the game. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, as me, Larry Warford, yeah. I'd say uh, <laughs> Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. That just gets me going, you know what I'm saying? Somebody puts it on in the background and then, you know, it just transforms me into. <laughs> so you're a big Taylor Swift guy. Me, Larry Warford, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, she just, she can do no wrong. Um, <laughs> just whenever she, you know, just puts words on wax, it's, it's a hit. So, yeah, I know it's uh it's just something about the the vocals. All right. That's a perfect uh, four for four for Patrick Omame as Larry Warford. Uh, I think Larry would s- agree that he got all the questions right. So uh, good job. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Saints Sit Down. Thank you so much.
All right, Mario Edwards Jr., first questions first. What went into cutting your, your dreads off? You made it all the way through training camp, the heat of the summer, and now you decide to cut your dreads off. What went into it? Uh, I just wanted to go for a more mature grown man look, and it's like my fourth time growing my dreads. I, I'll probably eventually grow them back, though. Do you like What do you like, the pros and cons of having it short, having it long? You said you've done it multiple times, so what are the pros and cons? Uh, the pros and cons, the pros of having it short, is uh, I look like a, a, a good citizen, <laughs> and I don't look like, uh, I guess, a bad person. Uh, the pros is I get stereotyped a lot with my dreads. Fair enough. All right, on to a lighter note. Uh, favorite Instagram account. Obviously, it has to be appropriate. So Spice Adams, Haha Davis, someone who you really like. Every time they come across your feed, you laugh or you enjoy am, seeing their I stuff. Am, I am Desi Banks. What is he's what do they do? The guy, he's he kind of does like what all the hood guys do, and so everybody has that person where they're from that can relate to what he was saying. I think Tehran, I spoke to him a second ago, mm-hmm. said it, but he didn't even know the person's name. But I think he said Desi or yeah, something. Desi Banks. Yep. Okay. So it's kind of like a hood comedy mm-hmm. type thing. Some everyone can relate to. Yes. Yeah. All right. So pizza, wings, burgers, tacos. You got to give up one forever. Pizza, wings, burgers, tacos. What are you giving up? Tacos. Why tacos? Um, cause I love hot wings and pizza and uh, burgers. That's like my go-to. But tacos, it's only like I only eat tacos from Fuzzies in uh, Texas. I think they're building a Fuzzies here. So does that change your perspective? Definitely would change my perspective. Definitely would. You're not on the Taco Tuesday LeBron James train? Uh, nah, nah, nah. Fair enough. All right, most embarrassing pregame song that you listen to that you don't want your teammates to know about? R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. And when did you start listening to that, and why Why have you continued to listen to it? Um, it was actually a, a song that my that my mom always liked, and so just before each game I would just listen to it, and it kind of like mellowed me down. Do you have any kids? No kids. All right, so this is all on you. It falls all on you. Favorite Disney movie that you like to watch, like go-to? When it comes on Netflix, you're like, ooh, I want to watch that. Mulan. I'll make a man out of you? Yes, yes. Has that always been your favorite Disney movie? That's my favorite besides Lion King. They made the new Lion King, but it's not the same. So the first Lion King and Mulan. Are there any upcoming ones that you're looking forward to, like Frozen 2, anything like that that you're really looking forward to seeing? I was most looking forward to was Aladdin, and I got a chance to see it with Will Smith, so it was pretty good. I like that one a lot. I like the kind of beat drops they did and everything. I mean, Will Smith really did his thing on that one. Yeah, Will Smith was good on that one. I like that one. All right, perfect. Well, thanks, Mario. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you. All right, Taylor, y'all were talking about it earlier. Do you think you're going to make it the trip to Whataburger tomorrow? Oh, yeah, most definitely, like around 2 o'clock through 2.30. Favorite item to get at Whataburger? Um, I always get the number one. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I always get the number one with large fry with three barbecue sauces. Three? Why three? I just love barbecue sauce. Is it for your burger or more for your fries? For my burger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I respect it. I respect it. I'm more of a honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich person myself, but to each their own. Sometimes I get the, I, I say put the honey barbecue sauce on the, on, on the bun with the number one combo. And then I dip it in my barbecue sauce. Do you ever get breakfast there? Nah, I never, never had breakfast there. Everybody says it's good, but I never had it. I need you to expand your horizons a little bit on the Whataburger front. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. How do you say Whataburger? Do you say Whataburger or Whataburger? Whataburger. Whataburger. 
Like what water. Burger? No, water. No, it's because it's not. It's what a burger. That's literally their yes, slogan. Yes. What a burger, but also a burger that got water on it when you cook it. I don't know if I agree with that. I think their slogan and literally how it's spelled out is what a burger. So it's not water burger. It's what a burger. I always called it water burger. You can blame my grandma. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I usually call it water, water burger, but I'm just going to try to be correct here and say that I've always said water burger. So we'll go with that. Uh, into my next question here. Wings, pizza, burgers. I'm not going to give you the tacos option because you were standing behind Mario when he said tacos and you chose tacos as your, as your option to not choose. So we'll go wings, pizza, burgers, and cheese fries. Cheese fries. Okay. What's something else that you really like? Uh, pecan pie. Okay. All right. So wings, pizza, burgers, and pecan pie. What's one that you're giving up forever? I'm giving up burger. Even a water burger? What a burger? Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> pizza. Hold on. What kind of pizza? Is it and Domino? It, all pizza. All pizza. Uh, I have to give up pizza. I don't like all pizza. I like Domino pizza. Yeah, but you have to give up all pizza for the rest of your life, not oh, just yeah, Domino pizza. I'm fine with that. I, as long as I got my can't find my burger, I'm good. That's pretty bold. All right, Taylor. Most embarrassing song that gets you hyped during pregame? Um, Paramore. Um, what's the, uh, what's the name you of the You can song? sing it. It's okay. <laughs> Ain't it fun? It's it. it gets me hype. I don't know. I'm hype right now thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know the song that you just sang, but uh, maybe we can Shazam it later and see what song you're thinking about. Um, all right. So favorite Disney movie? Disney movie? Ooh, that's. Top, maybe top three? I, I truly didn't watch Disney growing up. Wow. You don't have, like, Mulan, Lion King. Oh, Lion King is a Disney Lion movie? King's a Disney movie. Oh, I love Lion King. Okay. Like Lion Frozen, King. Coco. I mean, we're talking about the classics here, Inside Out. Uh, wow. Okay, Lion King it is. All right. You know what they really need to do? They need to mix Lion King with Boondocks. Explain that. Give me your, uh, give me your storytelling perspective. Uh, you could have Riley be like, hey. Hey Simba, and then Simba come over here. And roar. Yes, Riley. Taylor, have you thought about going into d- directing? Never, but everybody say uh, uh, I can act, so I probably can't act. Like I could bust a tear out right now. He's trying. This is terrible audio, but he's trying to bust out a tear. All right, favorite movie in general? If you don't like Disney movies, uh, don't be a menace in South Central LA while sipping a forty with your homie on the porch. That was a lot at once. All right, Taylor. Well, I'll let you go. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a character. Uh, And that's it for this episode of Saints Sit Down. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you.